Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Project Loving Myself podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Like you can't plan that I would want to be this if in your heart really... It's 50-50. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself Podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello, everyone. This is Sanaya Gurnamal on the Project Loving Myself podcast. Our guest today is a force to reckon with. From being a famous digital curator, social media influencer, fashion editor, and celebrity stylist for top magazines in the Philippines, such as Preview and Esquire magazine, Liz Ui is known for her edgy creativity and wit when it comes to fashion and styling. She never ceases to amaze, having garnered international media recognition from high-profile names in the business. Liz Ui has been on the cover of famous magazines such as Preview, Cosmopolitan, People Asia, and Town and Country. Unstoppable as she is, Liz established and leads a team of stylists under her own group, Stylized Studio. In 2014, Liz even released her book, Stylized. Liz Wee's 10 Style Essentials under the Summit Publishing Company. She has done more than some people do in a lifetime. So please join me in welcoming Liz Wee to the Project Loving Myself podcast. All right. Hi, Liz, and welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So I've been really looking forward to this episode, Liz, because I know that you have uh, quite a success story. To share with us and not only that I I admire you so much as a person and I'm sure many of our listeners feel the same way so tell me a little bit more about your background I know you started at the bottom and you worked your way up to creating the success that you have today how important has that journey been in shaping the person that you are so yes I did start from the bottom I started with preview magazine I think 2004 as their editorial assistant and then slowly went from editorial assistant to associate fashion editor fashion editor fashion editor at large and then i created my own styling company so at first well because i took a hotel restaurant so it's really far from what i do right i read about that you know i saw that okay you studied this but then you found yourself in fashion which is quite an interesting leap Right. So how did that happen? I feel like you just go with what you really 
feel like right for you. Yeah. So I I'm still like I still like a lot of fashion even when I was studying hotel restaurant and I would treat it like as a fashion show every single day to school I remember and I guess that's how it started and then everything I know now it's actually everything that we know or we don't know we can learn from from everywhere from books from the internet so it's really it's half love and acquire half acquired I completely agree with that, Liz, because I used to work in fashion. I was a fashion buyer at Saks Fifth Avenue for a couple of years in New York City. Oh. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just, you know, the requirement to love fashion. I mean, there were a lot of girls there that loved fashion and wanted to be in the industry. But it was something more than that. It, it was more about like drive, determination, you know, learning new things, sort of being kind of open to learning the ropes of something that you might have no idea about, but still have a passion for it. That's what I see with you that, you know, we, we could have put you in any industry and you would have made a success of yourself. Wow, it's just okay. you're really good at fashion. You know, obviously you were definitely yeah. someone who has made her mark. So what do you think about that? Is it is it something that has to do with your fashion style, your sense? Or was there a lot more to the story than that? I think it's a combination of everything. So passion, of course, is number one, because you can't, you can't drag yourself to work every single day. You must love it. Determination, reaching your goal, like have a list, reach your goals and throw it out to the universe that you will be that person. You want to be that person one day. And I think combined with luck. So it's all like mixed all together perfectly, blended so I like you. I like what you said, Liz. You said, you know, throw it out to the universe what you want to be. And I think that's such an important point is to have an idea of where you're going. You know, who do you want to be five years from now or 10 years from now? Mm-hmm. Did you always know that this is who you wanted to be? I didn't always know. Like when I was younger, I didn't. I wanted to be a dentist. You know, it's the usual. You want to be a doctor. You want to be a dentist or a lawyer, whatever your family wants you to be. But then I'm very happy that they're very open. They just made me choose what I want to become one day and and just like supported me all the way. So, But at first, I know that my parents were like, is she just playing dress up? Back then, there were no stylists. I know that stylists fall under production designers. Right. Yeah. So, so it was kind of, it was new in the okay. industry. So, but it's also nice. At least it's it's it opened doors, and now we we're we're like a lot of stylists around, and very respected for your work, which is definitely I think something that has changed in the industry, right? I I'd like to think so. I hope so. Yeah, you're really lucky though that you had family support, and I'm sure that made a big difference. I remember when I got into um, well-being and healing, my my parents thought I went crazy. So <laughs> I was really, yeah, I had to kind of really fight for what I believed in. So you know, I'm glad that that your family and I think they're they're always you know standing by you, which is amazing. Yeah, well, it's hard at first, but. I mean, I wouldn't say hard, but it was kind of funny at first. And eventually they respected what I did. And they were like, oh, it's a real job. And then I started, <laughs> I started handling celebrities. And they were like, oh, 
people hear your name now. They always mention you, and then they get you to style them and like to like just to be with you when they have big events. So I guess it is a real job now. <laughs> <laughs> Does your family ask you to style them or to shop? Oh, yeah, you know, for for them for everything. Yeah. Oh wow. For so. When you look at yourself, what do you see? Like, do you see what? Because when I look at you, I see this really successful person who's really earned everything that she has today. You know, so how do you see yourself, and what do you think have been sort of your strengths? And and on the other hand, you know, what what are the things you've had to work on along the way? Strength, I would say, determination. I'm very determined. I'm an achiever, so. Whatever that goal is, I will achieve. I will not stop until I've achieved it. It's, so those are my strengths, and I'm very hardworking. <laughs> so that's the Chinese in me. Uh, <laughs> weaknesses, maybe, not, maybe not, yeah, not weaknesses, because maybe more like what do you think you've had to work on? Yeah, I develop. Of course, I was also very selfish then, because okay. you you have this goal and. You will do everything to reach this goal. So, I felt, looking back, I felt that I was very selfish and self-centered in terms of career. So, I mean, looking at it now, I would think that that's a weakness. I don't, I don't know if that's a weakness, but I feel like I missed a lot of gatherings, a lot of, a lot of more important occasions yeah. than. And just working, Liz. I think it's it's hard to call that selfish, though, because you know if you have a quality like determination and you're out to do something, you know, you have a vision, you have a goal. It's hard to think about everyone else because you can only hold you exactly. know that much focus in your life, right? Exactly. And I was just focused on work then. I was restless. Yeah. Yeah, and you've you know you've really had this tremendous sort of vision to get here. So when you look back at your journey, has it been easy? Has it been um, challenging a lot? What's it been like? Of course, it's challenging. Nothing is easy. Uh, nothing is easy. You have to wake up. I remember waking up every day because I have different talents and I have different shoots every day. Mm -hmm. So let's say I do start my TVC today at 6 a.m. Wow. And probably at 2 a.m. or 3. And then I'd start again at 6 a.m. the next day for another artist. And so I was just like, like an energizer bunny. <laughs> like, I would honestly, it's called youth. <laughs> I would go out after my shoots. Like I would party and be with friends. And like you're on a high. When you're at that moment, it's your it's your moment, you know, like career-wise and and it's everything. I needed to go out. I needed to PR. I needed to like to, to like socialize with people it, it's all yeah it's it's all part of work it's all part of your branding so I did all of those and how about now I mean is it the same do you still feel that same kind of drive that you did back then youth to me yeah <laughs> no times are different I mean I have different priorities I have uh, yeah it has changed me so I mean, it's fun, and I know it's it's a fun experience. I would do it all over again, but now I do have a family, and like my priority is my family now. 
it looks like you're just handling everything so well. How do you manage? How do you do this? That's just my normal self. I'm seamless. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be that. No, you know what? It looks really, it looks seamless on social media. It does look like it's so easy. Life is great and amazing. It is like that in real life too, but it's just more of, there's a struggle. Like you have to balance your time with your kids and your family and work and everything else. So I always have, and I always say this, I do have a pool of people, mm -hmm. a great team that I like, I super nitpick on my team and like, I trust, I, str I trust them with all my heart. So I delegate everything to them, but at least give them the power to, okay, this one's yours. Mm -hmm. you will this and that. And then I assign another person and I delegate because you know what? A good leader needs a great team. And for you sure, can't, you can't do everything on your own. I micromanage everything. I used to micromanage okay. everything, but then now I learned to also trust my people and just like trust that they are good and that they'll do well on their own. So in your career trajectory, you have just been going up, 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 literally your whole career. What is your end goal? Where are you going? Actually, I do want to build uh, a stable business that will take care of my family and my kids. So that is really the goal. I mean, I'm not going to like die for it. But of course, I want to slowly but surely build something, something good, something of quality and will take care of us. Mm. And what does your business represent, Liz? You know, the stylized studio, what, what was that for you? I mean, that's a major undertaking to be responsible for your team, for the, all the people that are working for you, running your own business. Why did you decide to do that? Way back, I, I know that one day my priorities will change. Let's say if I do start my own family and also because i handle different celebrities and of course some are more demanding than the others and i can't be there for all of them so i thought would be great would be hire and have a great pool of stylists which are of course all younger than me and you know i i learned i learned a lot from them too so you learn from each other they learn from my experience i learn new things from them we kind of like help each other out I do have my previous staff still asking for advice and we're still all in touch. And I'm just grateful that they, they acknowledge me as part of their success now. So that's also great. Just giving back to the world, what the world has given me. And how about now that you have a child, did, does that change things? Like has your vision, your goals evolved into something else? How has sort of being a mother, I mean, from being a business owner, you know, then kind of that next stage was being a mother. How did that kind of transition into this new role change the way perhaps you were doing business or how you were handling your life? Let's just say that I am softer now. <laughs> okay. Is that a good thing? It's a good thing. It softened okay. me because I was like, oh my God, I always say, oh my God, they're, they should be thankful I'm a mother now. Because <laughs> if they know the old Liz, they don't want to see the old Liz. So I like, can, I can relate to that. 
after having children, you just have so much more patience. It you. Like now I don't, I don't give much of a big deal of like, it's not a big deal to me anymore. Like, oh, don't sweat the small stuff. Like I choose my battles. Okay. And, and if you were to kind of look back at your younger self, Liz, being the person that you are today, a little bit more, you know, softer, maybe a little bit more relaxed about things. What advice would you give to that younger self? Because I know there's a lot of listeners out there and everyone's, you know, everyone's looking to make their own dreams come true, to find sort of that goal or that purpose. Looking back, what would you say to yourself that, you know, I think would help a lot of people out there? Okay, first, I think that they should know themselves better than anyone else. Because there's a lot of advices here and there. Oh, you should be this. Oh, you should be that. I'm not one to give an advice. I, but I mean, like, advice on what they should do right. But I think first step is to know yourself. Because knowing yourself, then you'll know what you really want in life. Then what what's next? What's the next step? And your goals in life. Like, you can't plan that I would want to be this if, in your heart, really, it's 50-50. That's true. Because I know that, you know, I would have made very different decisions 20 years ago than I would make today. And a lot of it has to do with realizing what I really want in our life, what I really want in my life. Influences too, like on media influences, family influence. It's the, it's your nature around you. So should it would be best to know what you really want. Because what you really want to do and if you aspire to do it and execute it well, you will excel. How did you sort of discover yourself? What was your journey of, you know, learning about yourself or getting to know yourself better? What was that like? I guess in terms of fashion, I would say that when I was younger and I would dress up uniquely, I guess like different from others. So I would get teased at school and, but it did bother me. So for me, I know that I am different and I am not one of them, I guess. But then but then you have to have that strong personality to like not not be affected by those. Yeah, that's all that's really what self-love and self-acceptance is about, isn't it, Liz? It's all about like accepting who you are, even though you're different from other people, even though you know you might not fit in or belong. And then it's really just about recognizing who you are and not being afraid to be that person. You should be unafraid, unapologetic for who you really are and stand by the truth, by your beliefs. Yeah. You know, this is really what kind of what we want to share with Project Loving Myself is I think a lot of people are so afraid to be themselves. You know, they're always trying to fulfill obligations or expectations or, you know, they have to do the safe thing. But, yeah. you know, you're, you're the story of someone who didn't do anything safe. You know, you just, you did what you believed in. You explored, you experimented, you know, you did, you did the work, you know, you did the hard work, the perseverance and determination and you succeeded. So were there moments, Liz, though, along this journey where it didn't look so good? Like things were kind of bleak or difficult? Like career-wise? Career-wise, yeah. Like any obstacles or challenges? Maybe when you were, when you got started. Because, you know, people give up really quickly, too. You know, a lot of people, when they're faced with challenges, and they'll just be like, oh, you know, I give up. I, I, I can't, 
you know, deal with this. And then they walk away. So what was it like? Because I know like when I started my journey into well-being and sort of spirituality and healing, a lot of people told me I was crazy. And they were like, what is a girl in her 20s doing meditating? You know, this is not the kind of stuff, you know, a, a girl. And I, I used to be a party girl. You know, I used to love to like party and go out. And I, you know, had a pretty uh, adventurous life until that point. I, I would say it got more adventurous after that with, uh, with healing and, and so on. But, you know, there was just a lot of resistance. And I think that I could have just said, okay, this is too difficult. I'm not going to do this. But instead, I loved what I did and I loved finding out about myself. I loved who I was becoming. And I think that's what really kept me going. And it feels like even with you, you know, there's there's something that motivated you, you know, that got you to keep going and growing. And you've just gotten more and more impressive with everything you've been doing. Like it, it, um, let me change the question actually a little bit. You've been, you know, you're, you are a business owner. You are a mother. You, you are a stylist. You know, you've worked um, for someone. You have uh, handled people underneath you. So of all these different roles that you've played, which one has been the most fulfilling to you? Ah, oh, that's, that's an easy answer. <laughs> most fulfilling would be being a mom. It's just natural to me. I didn't pressure myself to be one or I didn't. It's, I guess my nature is really nurturing. So, mm. so it's, it's, it's easy for me. I've always wanted to, I mean, even with my friends, I would always like take care of them and nurture them. So what more having my own. One child. Yeah. Wow. So, and how do you manage, for example, your child, your time with your child? Because sometimes that's something I struggle with. You know, I want to be there with my child and spend time with them. But I also have like so many things to do all the time. And I've actually gone through my own learning of that. But I would love to kind of, you know, see a different perspective. So how do you do that? How do you, you know, set aside that time for family, but still have the time that is required. I mean, just the number of people that follow you, that are interacting with you, the requests you must be getting. How do you do that? To be honest, I don't pressure myself so much. I mean, I'm not a teacher, so I just teach however way I can. Mm -hmm. Like I read books and stuff, but I'm not one to be like, okay, today we're going to do coloring, tomorrow this and that. Like, like it's it's tough. I just want us to have fun. And when he's older, and when this this virus is gone, then he'll go back to school where where I'm gonna depend on the teachers and how they will like have a structure for them. You're not trying to be everything. You're doing what you're you want to do as a mother, which is to nurture and take care of your child. But you're not trying to be everything, which I yeah. think I see some mothers struggle with. Right? They're trying to be like everything for the child and that's a lot of pressure yeah that's that's a lot also like I don't want to make him feel that pressure I just want us to have fun and I want him to have fun with me so it's more of like playing around baking together just learning stuff together I also learn from him that's like so true so yeah you know when I um when I first started as a mother I wanted to kind of you know, do a lot of things that, that I thought a mother should do or be a lot of things a mother should be. And so I was kind of carrying a lot 
on my shoulders. And one day when I was doing a little bit of kind of work on myself and I said, you know what, what happened to having fun with my child? You know, <laughs> I don't remember my mother like being silly with me or like, you know, doing crazy things, but she was a good mother and she took care of me. But I think in that time, they didn't really understand that what children really want is they want you to play with them. You know, they want you to be silly and like do things like baking. And, you know, in my case, my kids want me to be like Avengers all the time. And, you know, yeah. and my husband does that. Like usually like the other partner takes on that role if you're the one who's just, you know, doing all the organization, which is what I was. And I actually had to teach myself that, you know what, forget all those things. What my child really wants is to play. You know, they just want me to even just be there and pretend I know what they're talking about when they're doing all this Avengers stuff, you know? So I totally get that. And I've been, I've been looking at a lot of the pictures you've been posting on Instagram. You've been really busy, like baking and, you know, doing some really interesting things during lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also a, a good time of reflection. So it's time to reflect on what's really important in life, to be more appreciative, to to like just to have a slow paced life kind of i also did a lot of baking so is that uh, a passion like are you are you a secret cook is that something oh because i took up a hotel restaurant basically mm-hmm. i just wanted to be a housewife then that was my end okay. goal <laughs> and look at how it's changed <laughs> yeah i know life that's what life life happens life happened yeah so i did a lot of baking it was it was a hobby turned into business. I do have a business, a cookie business now. You're always evolving, always sort of, you know, trying new things and ready for 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 the new challenge, which is really admirable as well. Whatever, whatever wherever life takes me. Mm. Yeah, and I think so, that attitude has really helped you a lot in your life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just go with the flow and make sure that I do well and like whatever I do. Do you think, Liz, you're more of a planner or you're more of go with the flow? Or are you both and kind of decide when to be, you know, either of them? How does it work for you? I go with the flow, but then when I'm in that flow, I plan. Mm. Yeah. So I go with the flow if this is, if this is what God's plan is for me, mm. then I would go, go with the flow and then make sure that I plan everything accordingly when I'm already in the flow. Well, I think, you know, reflecting back on your life with you, it has really been a series of um, sort of planned events that took you right in this direction. I mean, you didn't set out to be a fashion stylist and you didn't set out to be in fashion and you sort of kind of got into it and it's worked so well for you and you've done extremely well. So I do agree that sort of that going with the flow while planning is is something that we can all benefit from doing in our life. I think so many times we just kind of go with the flow, but then we have no plan. And then, you know, we get a little bit lost in that. But it's, it's definitely important to, to have that flexibility to see the opportunity and take it as it comes, but also still have a vision for where you're going or, or having a direction. So like you have to create and execute. You can't just create and stop. Correct. Yeah. So, so true. it's not all just say it's work. So, mm. so that's always like 
my motto in life that you need to execute what you've started. So if you weren't in fashion styling, this like if your life took you in a different direction, okay, and you didn't end up in this industry, where would you be and why? A housewife. Well, I semi-ish now because <laughs> of the lockdown. Semi, semi-ish kind of a housewife now. And I could see like that would just make you really happy, wouldn't it? <laughs> of course. I would imagine if you're a housewife, you'd have to manage a lot of people at home. Yeah. And you're really good at that. Yeah, managing people. Yeah. Delegating. That's what I do best as being bossy. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Girl boss, right? Well, I don't know. Life is just surprising. It's a lot. A lot of surprises here and there for me. So honestly, Liz, I think that being a mom or a housewife is a very difficult job. I don't know about you, but when I, you know, I'm home and I have to take care of a lot of things in the house, I mean, that takes up a lot of time. Sometimes I think it's easier for me to go to work. So I really have a lot of admiration for women who, you know, take care of the home and take care of children. It's a full-time job. Seriously, that was my dream. But then during lockdown, I realized, oh my God, I don't want to be a housewife. I just want to go to work. I want to be in my office. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, especially I need my me time. Mm. Yeah. So, so how do you carve out me time? How do you um, find your me time and what do you do? I Okay, well, physically, me time for me would be pampering myself. I get a lot of massages say I would get three times a week before but okay. not anymore because of social distancing I would go to my nails are my my secret love so I would have my nails done every week okay if not every two weeks okay so that's my my self-love self-care physically mm-hmm. mentally I do um I, I want to be with myself also once in a while to like list down things, things uh, to do, to do list, even just exercising. I do swim maybe like three times a week. I do okay. that. What else do I do? And I do bike around the neighborhood. Okay. So you're pretty active. Uh, I wouldn't say active like the others, like really, really active, but I'm not just sitting at home and doing nothing. 
Yeah. I think we all need that. Making time for yourself is as important as, you know, eating food or taking a shower. It should be something that, you know, that you need to work into your schedule, even if it's just for five minutes or 10 minutes. It's really important to kind of balance yourself. Do you agree with that, Liz? course. I mean, even taking a shower is me time. So just make a, make it a little longer. Yeah. yeah. That's when I, that's when I listen to podcasts. That's when I like listen to music, relax. Cause I feel like, oh my God, just like five more minutes and the shower is everything. It's sometimes it's a luxury and a much appreciated one. Yeah. I agree. A free so, luxury. A free luxury. <laughs> So true. Okay. So for our listeners who are looking to create a fulfilling life, what can you share about your experiences that can inspire or motivate them? Hmm. A fulfilling life. Yeah. What? Because you've, you've kind of done it all, Liz, you know, at a very long, young age, you've definitely, you know, lived up every moment, you know, you've made it all count. Yeah, actually make it count every single day. Do not waste a day. I mean, I'm not one to be just sitting at home and say, oh, manana, tomorrow na. Mm. Like, when I finish today, I'll do it today. And do you ever get, like, tired or burnt out? Of course I do. I mean, we all do. So how do you handle that? Considering the, demand, the demands on your time, how do you handle that when you just I feel like that. you cried out? <laughs> I do. I love crying. And I feel like sometimes when it's overwhelming, I just need to cry. Cry. Yeah. I do that sometimes. You know, I, I'm in the mood for like, a, you know, one of those really sad movies. And I just kind of sit there and I, I cry with the movie and I just feel so much uh, better after it. So sometimes, you know, life is just, it's not even about your own life. Sometimes the things you see on TV, sometimes you see, you know, what's going on in politics or the state of the world. And those kind of things can get to you. So I think just kind of having a little bit of time to just let it all out is really important for us too. Oh, trust me, I've cried so much about the government. There's <laughs> no shame in crying. I'm such a crier. I'm like my husband sometimes, you know, he, he'll bring tissues to a movie because he knows I'm going to, not even tissues, he'll bring his handkerchief and he's, it's like always yeah. ready because, you know, my, my water faucet will, will start and, you oh. know, I'm proud of it. Same. I am unashamed. I cry. I fail. And I'm like, (laughs) what? It's a sad story. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. But sometimes I do watch a movie and I cry it all out thinking or also like blaming the movie. But really, there's so much more. You just want to cry it all out. And that's okay. And and it represents a lot of other things in our life that maybe we can't do anything about that or we feel like we can't, you know, change those things that are outside of us and so sometimes we just gotta you know release that energy and just shed it out so yeah absolutely okay so Liz there's been a lot of things going on in the world you know I've been uh and I'm sure you too you know we've been following exactly what's been going on in the world and it's been a pretty eventful 2020 so looking at all of this if there's one thing you could change in the world what would it be yeah, it's, there's been a lot going on, but what I am very particular about is the canceled culture. When they cancel you, oh, she's canceled. Oh, she did something wrong, she's canceled. So I feel like we grew up in a world where we can 
our generation, I think, we grew up that we make mistakes. We made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay. You can stand up, do it again. You've made a mistake. You're wrong. You can make it right. In this culture, I mean, in this 2020, there's a thing called canceled culture. And that's what I don't agree on. I don't agree on that. You do something, you say something wrong on TV and they cancel you and you're gone forever. You're blacklisted forever. And I feel like that, how is that, how is that okay? How is that, how is that life when everything that we should do now is perfect, is right? Everybody can make mistakes. So you know what I mean? So that's something I don't approve of. It's something that really annoys me. Why do you think people do that? I mean, it's a lot of judgment, but to just kind of write someone off for a mistake exactly. they made. Exactly. It's heartless. I, 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 I guess there's a phase where people now are heartless. And I, feel, I, I don't know if you agree with me, but I don't even know why that it's created and why people follow that and and. I just feel like it's it's animo- it creates animosity. It's it's negative. You don't just yeah. cancel on anybody. Right. Anybody can can change and anybody can be a better person. And it's so scary for me thinking, how can I raise my child with this kind of canceled culture when right. he can no longer create or make mistakes or when he can no longer be this and be better. Yeah. I think that's why there's actually such a high rate of suicide in our world today is, you know, people feel isolated. People feel not accepted, like they don't belong. And I think that's really something that makes me sad about the world is that, you know, we're not as inclusive as we should be. You know, we're so ready to cut someone else down instead of maybe looking inward and seeing how we are contributing to something that's going on in this world. It's ironic too, because uh, there's, they want inclusivity, but then they also have canceled culture. Right. So like, what really is it? Yeah. It's like, we're always in conflict, you know, and I see this in social media a lot too. You know, when I, um, when I see people that I follow post things and then sometimes people just bash them or they like get really angry. And I'm just thinking, you know, why does everyone have to overreact? You know, I, in fact, I did um, a couple of weeks ago, I was on another podcast and I was talking about surrendering. And how important it is to surrender. And for me, surrender doesn't mean, you know, you you keep quiet and you just, you know, not do anything about what's wrong in the world. But you simply just accept what's wrong and instead you share love. You know, you, you try to be as positive and, and share love to counteract all the negativity that's out there. And the amount of people that started like writing on the chat while I was on this podcast, you know, people were just really like, oh, we're going to unfollow. We're not going to, you know, ever listen to this podcast again. And, you know, and the people who were interviewing me, they just kind of like shut it down right away. And they're like, you know, this is what's wrong with people is nobody is willing to listen. Nobody is willing to see the other side or even understand what a person is trying to say. We've lost respect. Right. It's like, yeah. I don't, there's no respect and we're just going to cancel you as if, as if, you know, this person doesn't matter. And, and, le, and like, let's say I would, it would be better if, okay, come on, let's talk about it. What's wrong. I, I'd rather yeah. you tell me to my face and maybe I will 
tell you my views and we can discuss our different views and beliefs, but right. at the end still have to respect each other. Right. We can, we can mutually exist with different points of view and respect each other's point of view. I mean, that's what life is, right? Yeah. Generally, like in, in everything in life. Yeah. I think people just stop listening to the other side. And that's why we have all this, you know, inequality and these polarized views and, and so on. You know, I mean, yes, there are injustices, but I think that sometimes in correcting an injustice, we perpetuate more injustice. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of something I noticed about a lot of the things that were happening right now in the world. Wow. We got all serious, Liz. I know. (laughs) (laughs) On a different note, on a different note. Okay. Tell me about what you do for self-care, which is more physical. Okay. We talked a little bit about kind of mental and me time, but how about physical? What is your, you know, self-care routine in terms of like, how do you stay healthy? Honestly, it's so simple. Moisturizer, lip balm, and lots and lots of water. You know what? I'm so going to drink a lot more water today after talking to you. (laughs) Sometimes you need to hear someone say it, you know, someone just needs to say, you know, remember to drink water. And, you know, sometimes a day goes by and I've had my coffee and I'm thinking, oh, I forgot to drink water. So definitely that's a good reminder. I bring my water jug with me everywhere at home just so I don't forget. Yeah, that's a good idea. I should definitely do something like that. So what is your Project Loving Myself tip that you want to share with our listeners out there? Like, what do you recommend people do to prioritize themselves for self-love, for their well-being? What has worked for you and what would you like to tell them? Hmm. Project Loving Myself. That would be, for me, it's knowing who you really are, knowing what you really want to be, and never lose respect to others, to yourself and to others. Wow, Liz, that is such a powerful message. And I'm sure it's really hit home for a lot of our listeners. Thank you for for that. Now, Liz, I want a little bit more time with you because I want to do a little fashion segment. I have so many questions about how you organize your closet. How do you decide what to wear? So can we go ahead and just do a couple of questions on that for our listeners? Okay. I have a messy closet, but if you want to talk about it, go ahead. Okay, I'm sure you have just the most enviable closet. How do you organize it, and how do you decide what you're going to wear? Okay, just uh, just to clarify, people think that way, but honestly, uh, my closet are just full of staples. It's okay. not huge, and I have eliminated or I have edited edited it well. And sold some, sent some to my family and friends, and donated some. So it's just well edited now. It's not a lot. It's the things that I would wear now until when I'm older. So how often do you edit? Because I know one of my problems is I just collect stuff. And I keep thinking in my mind, I'm going to keep it because someday it's going to come back into fashion. Yeah. But you know what? It does come to back to fashion, but in a different, in a different feel, in a different vibe. So I feel, yeah, 
if you haven't worn it like maybe for 10 years, you'll never wear it again. You know, I actually have things, Liz, like you're going to laugh at me, but <laughs> so I, I used to be a fashion buyer at Saks Fifth Avenue, right? And so we got a really amazing discount. So I collected like amazing pieces and it's been more than 10 years and I just don't yeah. want to let it go because, you know, I know how much they cost and, you know, I really like curated those pieces and I don't want to give them up. Because it's vintage. <laughs> Seriously, at this point. Yeah. It depends. If you have like a daughter, then you can pass it on to her. Okay. Right? I, I mean, it's, it's an heirloom piece. I have two sons, so I'm going to have to wait for them to, to grow up and marry someone um, yeah. to perhaps. <laughs> yeah. And then give that heirloom piece to them. Yeah. That's so true. So how do you decide what you're going to wear for the day? Like what, is it about how you feel? Is it about who you're going to meet or where you're going? Yeah, I'm a mood dresser. So I dress appropriately where I'm going, what the weather's like, where the meeting will be. So it, like, it depends on the situation. I don't, I don't plan my outfits Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. I, I dress up depending on the occasion. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay. And do you sometimes walk in and be like, oh my gosh, I'm way overdressed or I'm way underdressed? Do you ever have thoughts like that? Yeah, but I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, it's better to be overly dressed anyway, being underdressed. I mean, depends on your personal style. So, I mean, as long as you look great and you're confident, then that's that's all you need. You know, that's that's something I believe in too, Liz. Like, if you have confidence, you can carry anything. You know, yeah. you can carry like a white t-shirt and jeans in a way that I'm you awesome. just look amazing. Yeah, totally I agree. Yeah. Okay, tell me about shopping. How often do you shop? Do you kind of collect pieces over time? Or do you kind of wait and then go and, you know, do a massive shopping spree? What is your shopping sort of uh, protocol or procedure? I shop randomly. I love buying online. So if it catches my attention and if I need it for that moment, I do shop. But then, mm -hmm. of course, when I see the flash sale when I when it flashes on my screen I'm like ah I need this even if I don't really need it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean I just buy stuff that I would be able to wear 10 ways okay so, so you're maybe. thinking you're thinking like this is gonna work in you know this way that way with you're you're already like you're already aware of how you're gonna style it yeah, and I, I always in my head, if I think, but this is going to be forever, so it's worth it. But then I say it to, I mean, I say it to everything I buy. 
I'm totally guilty of that. Guilty <laughs> of that. Okay, favorite online sites to shop? Okay, so I shop online a lot. I love one-stop shops, meaning they have even like plates and candles and beauty. So I do love Net-A-Porter and matchesfashion.com. So Liz, how about local designers? Tell me your favorites. I love the jewelry of Natalia Lagdameo. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love. Mm, and there's a lot. Uh, there's also Nami for like uh-huh. fine jewelry. Yeah, I um, love Nami. Yeah, for that thin layering. Of course, there's Raho for mm-hmm. designer. Vanya. So my my local designers would be Vanya, Patty, Carl Jan Cruz, Joey Samson, Ivar. Yeah, those are my faves. You know, I have a lot of my uh, friends from from other countries, and when they come here and they see some of the Filipino fashion, they are beyond impressed. They're impressive. There's Dennis Lustico. I mean, like, I can name more if we have time. Go um, ahead. Also, oh, there's Aranaz for bags, mm-hmm. and there's Nazareno. There's like a lot more, and we have great new new artists that are just not even in the limelight but will be big one day yeah we really definitely have a wealth of of um, designers who are really talented here and i think that it's really people like you that will bring a lot of uh limelight to these people because i'm sure you're you're wearing a lot of their their designs and you know, you're an advocate for, for Filipino fashion as well. Oh, like example, Charina Sartin now is in Shop Bob. So Yeah, that's right. I heard about that. Yeah. That's great. I love her stuff too. Okay, splurge or steal, what makes you happier? Oops. Uh, splurge. Splurge. <laughs> yeah, splurge. I mean, it's more of quality versus quantity. quantity. Yeah, so... I think that's so true of life, though. You know, it's really about quality than quantity. I think we end up collecting so many things sometimes and we don't even use them. But when we really invest in, in like a key piece or something, you, you know, every day you use it every day. Yeah. You know, and that's just so true of life because it's really about seeking quality um, in our life experiences and you know, even with people, it's not about collecting a lot of different people as friends or so on. It's about the right people, you know, the, the kind of people that you can trust and rely on. So it's really kind of life lesson, right? Seriously, I I need just 10 few friends and I'm happier. Yeah. 10 real <laughs> friends. <laughs> Was it hard, Liz, to find sort of your group of people, like your people, your group of friends that, you know, you're comfortable with? Is it something that came easily or did you also have to work? Um, uh, no, it was easy for me. I'm still in touch with my high school friends. I think what's great is you need to have a set of people that's very true to you, that seen you, have seen you from the very beginning, from when you were a nobody, from when you were little. Mm-hmm. And, and, where you are now because they tell you the truth shamelessly blatantly 
So it helps you having a circle like that. Even, even that I feel like that what keeps me grounded is having a support system like my family. They say it how it is, and they don't sugarcoat things on or stuff to say. Do you ever feel like defensive when they tell you something like that, or do you you know do you welcome kind of their feedback? Well. I, I have a very strong personality, so I kind of give up that vibe, but I argue with them, but they know that I listen. <laughs> and that's, I guess, that's the thing, you know, for someone who's, um, you know, very sure of themselves, that we should always remember how to listen, especially to the people who love us and who really care about our, our well-being. Yeah, so, and I mean, who else will tell you? Right. Right. I mean, in the industry, you're not sure because everyone in the industry will be all praises. Yeah, I agree. It's hard in, uh, you know, an industry such as yours. But, you know, it's like you said, having the right people to tell you the truth um, is definitely always going to, to help you, you know, to, to remain grounded and, and to be, you know, the best you can be. And understand. Yeah. Okay. Last question for you, Liz. Now that we've kind of talked about your life and sort of a lot of things that you've been through and what's been important, how would you summarize um, your journey? Like looking back at where you were and where you have come to today, what has been those qualities or those traits that you would recommend people to develop so that they can also, you know, follow their dreams, that they can make a success of themselves and that they can, you know, be as fulfilled as, um, as you are today? To be determined, mm -hmm. number one, hardworking. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's a long list. To never stop learning. Okay. Because uh, be resourceful. I mean, everything is out there. To be inspired. Always be inspired. To be happy at what you do. Mm. That's, that's everything you said is what the Project Loving Myself podcast is about. It's about teaching people these things. So I love that, you know, what you said is exactly uh, how I feel and what I would like uh, our listeners to, to also understand. So thank you, Liz, for this amazing conversation. And I'm going to take all these tips home with me for my closet, for sure. <laughs> wow. An so, hour went by quickly. I know. Seriously, you were amazing. And we really learned a lot more about your life story, which I think is very inspiring and very motivating to our listeners out there. So thank you again. Um, Liz, if you want to share your details, if anyone would like to learn a little bit more or to follow you uh thanks for listening it's me liz my social media handle is at l-i-z-z-z-u-y so that's three z's um, if you want to follow my styling studio it's at stylize studio with a z so that's s-t-y-l-i-z-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o and my latest baby uh, would be at Moodbake. So that's M-O-O-D-B-A-K-E. So I have been baking cookies. What's, what's the best flavor? 
chocolate chip. I mean, chocolate chip. Of yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a box. I would love that. Thank you so much, Liz. Once Thank again, you. this was wonderful. Thank you, Sanaya, for being an inspiration to everyone. Thank you. I really enjoyed chatting with Liz on this episode because not only is it so easy to talk to her, but she is so real and down to earth. And I think you get a real glimpse of how she got to this level of success. It was definitely a combination of flowing with where life takes you while still being purposeful and intentional about who you want to be and where you want to reach. And when all of this aligns, then you are going to work hard. You will be determined and committed to your vision. And that's the kind of journey of authenticity and purpose that really means something. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Project Loving Myself podcast. I leave you with our Project Loving Myself thought for the week. No one is you and that is your power. So be you, be unique, and don't try to belong. Now before I say goodbye, I wanted to share an exciting new event happening on August 28th to the 31st. The You Wellbeing Festival is a four-day virtual event of connection, exploration, and discovery of emotional, physical, and mental well-being, featuring more than 40 well-being experts and instructors who will lead you through a variety of workshops, meditations, activities, and talks. For more information, visit youfest.heysummit.com. Com. You can also follow at u.fest on Instagram. That's y-o-u.f-e-s-t on Instagram. Tickets go online this week. Now with that, it is time for me to bid adieu. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Project Loving Myself on Facebook. You can also find me at Sanaya Gurnamal on all social media channels. Do share this podcast if it's making a difference, if you are inspired by it, and if you are learning something. And don't forget to tag me and the podcast. See you next week for another episode of Feel Good. And keep in mind, until the next time, you are loved. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics.